Hey, I'm Darcy Bembick, and you're listening to Outside a Thread. This week, I speak with Elizabeth Alice Berry, the divine mind behind Nam-based jewellery brand Payee Online. We explore her inquisitive approach to making, collaboration, and the influences that shape her creative process. Outside a Thread is recorded on the unceded territory of the Wurundjeri people of the Eastern Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the land that Outside a Thread is broadcast from. I recognise their ongoing legacy and connection to land, waters, and culture, and pay respect to their elders, both past and present. I extend this respect to all other First Nations people of this continent, whose stolen land our infrastructure and digital connectivity is built upon. Thanks so much for joining me, Elizabeth. Oh my God, thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, yeah, it's nice to finally see you outside uh, the club, which I yeah. feel like is where we usually Yeah, pretty meet. much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, parties. Yeah, the other night. <laughs> yeah, I had a nice noodle party on Sunday, so yeah. that was good. Yeah. yeah, I heard the food was very good. Yeah, I didn't really get to taste any. Um, yeah, neither. Yeah, we were just, for the listeners, we were just at a uh, very exclusive noodle party in an apartment last week. And it was nice, but yeah, all the food was being cooked on the balcony. So I don't think anyone really got to enjoy it. But I had a nice muscle. Mm, that I heard there good. was chocolate covered crickets, which were really good. Oh, I didn't have a chocolate covered cricket, but I had kind of like a Dorito cricket cheese uh canapé it was nice you should have come earlier yeah okay cool was it like a fried cricket yeah it was a fried cricket the crickets were really tasty yum yeah i hadn't had one before i had one once at a cafe and they did like fried crickets with soup on the side which is such a weird combo um but it was just really burnt so that was it interesting yeah yeah the food was cooked really well there was a lot of good smells happening i was enjoying just a house full of chefs (laughs) yeah a house full of chefs which is what we like um but Back to you. Yeah, Do you hey. want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah. Well, he, he, um, <laughs> well, tell me. <laughs> it's a like bit such about a yourself. like. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. So I'm from Hong Kong. I grew up there, and then I moved to Nam in 2013. Um, yeah, and I started a jewelry brand a few years ago now. Um, yeah, and sort of. I don't know, like I studied commerce and did economics and finance and I kind of just decided that wasn't really what I wanted to do. And like, um, yeah, just kind of like fell into making jewelry by like happenstance. Um, And yeah, it's been going pretty well. I originally started with pearls, like now I'm moving on to different materials and hopefully not only just jewelry. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. And so... Yeah, you started with pearls. What kind of things are you working with at the moment? Um, I'm doing a project with human hair, which I know sounds like really strange, but I'm like really obsessed with hair. Um, Yeah, there's just like something so interesting about the way it falls um, and just like, I guess, like what it means to people, the sort of reactions that it kind of elicits. Um, So yeah, I'll be using probably sterling silver, some resin, um, some recycled acrylic, 
and human hair donations. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I don't really have much to spare, but if you need any. Yeah. I, I mean, they're quite you. short. It's like, it's, it's been a very arduous process to like try and find. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was reading there's actually kind of a shortage of human hair at the moment. Because really? It's, yeah. It's worth so much um, because it primarily comes from China and India. And right. because those are nations that are experiencing intense economic development at the moment, yeah. less people have to sell their hair. Yeah. But it mostly comes from temples. Um, True. Because people, I don't know if it's Hare Krishnas or something yeah. like that, they go and cut off their hair and then they take the hair, right. have to wash it, pick all the lice out, and then they sell it. Wow, that's insane. Who would have thought? Yeah, I guess yeah. it's come from somewhere, though. Yeah, actually. Um, yeah, what's next for hair extensions, I guess. Um, but, yeah, they're pretty f- expensive. Mm. Um, yeah, so I've just, like, yeah, been hitting up hairdressers. <laughs> yeah. Really? Have you had yeah. any success? Um, well, I tried to go to my friend Zenob's studio and, like, I guess it's just dependent on who's getting their hair cut. Like the hair needs to be, I think, longer than 10 centimeters for me to be able to work with it. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, Cause like the shorter hair is just also just like way harder to arrange and like you need to sort of like arrange the strips and then um, into like similar lengths and then kind of like sew them into the plastic and stuff. Um, yeah, but it's kind of been really nice cause I feel like I didn't, Cause I didn't do formal jewelry training and I've sort of just been learning everything as I go. Like I'm feel like I've been quite limited by um, like my ability to like kind of do like mechanical bits, like yeah. hinges and stuff are like very intricate and like very difficult to do precisely. Um, especially with silver. Cause it's like, it's a metal, it's kind of hard. So like working with acrylic and just kind of, cause I'll, I'll be using like hinge hinges um for the chokers and stuff um just like practicing that kind of skill and like you know like the process of thinking to make like mechanical components yeah yeah I got you well I feel like that makes sense because in my knowing you you're definitely more of like a crafts person <laughs> yeah. to me always like working on something weird shit yeah <laughs> with, with the pay stuff I guess that's a lot of like threading and that manual yeah. kind of thing but oh my god it takes ages um, it's like 200 to 300 beads for like a seafoam necklace and it takes like six hours if I'm going fast, but it ends up being a worse result because you need to like pick the pearls individually for like how they fit together. Um, so like usually around 12 hours. Um, yeah, so I'm glad to not be doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, congratulations on the pivot. I remember you saying when you were moving away from it that also maybe the market was a bit flooded with yeah. like people working with Pearl at the moment. Yeah, super saturated. And like, yeah, I think because I didn't have the jewelry training, I was like, oh, like I really need to get very good at doing like classical jewelry things to be like for me to like respect myself in this field or whatever and then it's like kind of just like realizing it's like oh I don't have the training that's like really not my strength it's like a bit dumb to expect that of myself so like I think yeah just like being able to work with other things and like um you know like I think especially with social media like you're just seeing stuff all the time as well and it's like I feel it with myself like I realize like I don't post very much of my stuff really because like I just get bored of looking at it having to post it all the time and like I would just think that my followers would feel the same like if you follow a brand and like they're always posting like the same thing it's like I just like mute them or whatever (laughs) yeah yeah. 
Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I can yeah. definitely understand feeling that fatigue. But I also feel like, you know, when people are seeing and post, it's yeah. just like one of so many that they're seeing. So yeah, it's so true. The same. Maybe yeah. a bit more fussy. Yeah. Just one in the mix. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, I guess, yeah, just like keep it flowing. Try and keep people excited about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what you have yeah, been making because last you. time I was at your place, I mm. saw you had that clear resin choker with the yeah. green hair, like oh poking out of it, like very rock star esque. <laughs> Is that, that one? Was that looked so... impossible to wear. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was pretty impossible. Like I think. Yeah. Um. That one was so ugly as well. Like the quality <laughs> of the hair. Um. Really makes the difference. <laughs> True, yeah. yeah. That was just like two dollar store extensions. Um. Yeah. But you learn as you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, I guess, so you've done the pay pearls and you've been working with that, but I noticed that you have also been doing a lot of modeling and stuff like that lately. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, modeling is just another way to make money. Like, like it's, you just get what you get with the jobs. Like yeah. I'm not like slaying in the industry. So it's just like whatever comes up, but, um, yeah, there's something exciting coming out at the end of the month, which I'm really excited about. Cool. Um, yeah. So keep your eyes out. No. <laughs> yeah. are, you, are you signed at the moment? Yeah, I'm signed with People and 520 um, in Sydney. Yeah, and maybe I'll find one in Hong Kong so I can, like, work when I'm back as well. But, yeah, that's nice. it for the moment. Yeah. Are you going to Hong Kong anytime soon? I'm supposed to go at the end of the year because I haven't seen my family since before covid um yeah it's just like such a hectic time because like in december we do like the winter solstice then we have like christmas and then like new year's and then it's like my brother's birthday and and then it's my birthday and it's like chinese new year and it's just like oh my god i haven't seen you all in like so many years it's like so hectic <laughs> like, yeah yeah so i might go a bit later um or to avoid like that period yeah, yeah true, i just find yeah. it so stressful like i yeah i mean like i feel like also like family reunions are like so nice but yeah just like so draining at the same time <laughs> yeah mm, yeah no I feel that I feel like those kind of interactions you always like them in retrospect although mm. in the moment it's so painful doing yeah. so much family on top of one another yeah yeah so exhausting um but there you go um yeah all right cool um yeah, so I wanted to ask you as well about, mm-hmm. I guess, some of the creative partnerships that you've been working on. I know that you've been working with Steph Schaefer. pretty closely. Yeah, yeah, yeah so Steph Schaefer. Yeah. Um, yeah, can you tell me a bit about that? Um, That's been so much fun. Steph pretty much just hit me up on Instagram um, and was like, oh, we should collab because we have a mutual friend. Um, And yeah, we started talking and just sort of figured out that we both love chainmail because I was like working on some chainmail elastic stuff and then Steph had done chainmail for their grad collection. Um, yeah. And it sort of just like all went from there and it's been really good. Like I think we just get along really well and have like very similar sensibilities. Um, and yeah, that's been so much fun. And it's also been good to just like see how she runs her business and just like her attitude towards things as well. Cause like she's been doing it for quite a bit longer than me and yeah it just has like a better flow to things and like a lot of energy to like pursue um all of the things the ideas that she has which I find like very inspiring so it's been really nice yeah um and yeah there's been good reception to the chain mail um we haven't sort of 
little editorial thing coming out at the end of a, or no, maybe this week or something, just online. Um, yeah, and just sort of like extending things from there. And yeah, I mean, like the ideas just flow. So it's been really fun and hopefully there'll be more to come. Yeah, cool. That's nice. I feel like you two are both very crafty people. I remember mm. seeing when you when we were all kind of working towards Melbourne Fashion Festival, you yeah. were working on this semi-ridiculous shoe that was oh like, yeah. my god those shoes like <laughs> absolutely haunt me they're like still in my garage and like um they are so funny like the both of us <laughs> were just like we can do this even though we've like never made shoes before like never made concrete stuff well like we wanted to make like a heel out of concrete <laughs> basically um without the shoe form um but like we've been working on it since and like pretty much got it down so I think we're gonna look to release that at some point um like not as like a wearable shoe but more of like a conceptual shoe but like, like the idea is that you piece. can still like use it like also it is yeah. wearable and walkable on the not right now so okay, like we yeah. basically <laughs> tried to make one for our shoot and like neither of us have ever done any like casting or like resin work or whatever before so that was like a huge like very steep learning curve and the first one was pretty much a disaster and then the second one was, like, really good, um, but we were just, like, we did it, like, three days before the shoot. Yeah. Um, and, like, the, because it was really cold, the resin needed a lot more time to cure, and it just ended up getting, like, crushed during the shoot, oh, um, which was, I like, see. really sad. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but at least we know we can get the form now. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was such a tight timeline. I remember at the time just like coming to your house to pick up some loans for Melbourne Fashion Festival and yeah. you were just so stressed. Like stressed. Yeah. yeah. And got like an acid burn from the concrete. <laughs> like, um, yeah. But I feel, yeah, I'm really bad at doing things unless I have a deadline. Mm. Um, but yeah, hopefully like I'm managing my time better now. That's why I got my diary because I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. Um, just need to like write shit down and like work at it bit by bit yeah do you feel like since stepping away from working on the payee pearls a bit you've chilled with a bit less stress levels yeah yeah definitely because I think you know just like um just making things for stylists all the time and like you know taking things apart and like putting them back together and like for absolutely no reason really um well I feel like a lot of my inspiration came from like when you're just like cutting apart the pearl pieces and then like you see how all of the little fragments kind of like have their own flow to them which is like really nice um but yeah it's just like a lot of like repetitive work and it just got to the point where I really hated it and resented it um yeah so I mean they're like pretty successful but I'm like hoping that it dies down a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's quite admirable, to be honest, that you've yeah. chosen to, like, step away rather than fo and, like, pivot yeah. because you're not as focused on the success as much as you are on the process and, like, the personal fulfillment that you're getting yeah. from it. I mean, I think it's really just about the personal fulfillment for me. Like, I don't really care. If I mean, like, making money would be nice and, like, being able to make more money to invest into, like, other ideas because I swear I have, like, 10 million ideas and then just like nothing gets done because I'm always broke. And then you just like see someone else do it like in like six months or something. And it's just like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's just like fun to learn about things, I guess. Like that's really where I have fun. Like I really like going onto forums, just like weird internet forums. Like <laughs> I looked into like the chainmail forums as like the ringlord.org and like 
Chamber 101 and like that kind of stuff. And like, there's like a lot of, um, Lord of the Rings cosplay going on, which is really funny. Um, <laughs> like, and also like respectful, like I'm so into it. Like I would do the same. Like I love Lord of the Rings, <laughs> um, all for it. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like nice. I think it like the process for me is also just like reminded me how nice the internet was like in the starting days when everyone was just really into helping into things like genuinely and just like having like real passions and like not doing it in an ironic way um yeah and just like seeing these people still exist like out there (laughs) well since you're talking about doing things in an ironic way i actually have to bring up something i was so excited to talk about (laughs) on this show which is your uh autumn solstice party oh my god yeah yeah (laughs) winter solstice was it winter solstice Yeah. yeah I haven't been able to look at minions ever since then. Like I actually like unfollowed most of the minions um, meme pages after that. I was just like, I'm sick of them. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking about this this morning and it was when you like invited me and you were like, yeah, we're going to do a burning of a minion effigy Mm. in the backyard. And I arrived. It's like this huge, huge paper mache minion. Yeah. Got lit up. It was probably the most Instagram happy thing I've ever seen in my yeah. life. I loved it. It was such a highlight. I'm sad that I had to go home before I saw the actual burning oh, of the effigy. Oh my god, you didn't see it. Oh. Yeah, I had. I wasn't well or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, well, it was a spicy minion. We sort of like did think about how it would combust while we constructed it. So like filled it up with oil-soaked newspaper and oh. like had sparklers for arms and stuff. Um, so it went out beautifully. Yeah, my big fear was that because we we're burning it from the bottom because obviously like heat rises but like that maybe the bottom would burn and then the filling would just drop out um but it was like really good burned perfectly could not be happier with the end result <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> another successful pay project yes yeah. um yes yeah, so that was really good it was um because the winter solstice saturnalia we did like heaps of research like mostly will um did heaps of research into it and it originally in I think like ancient Greece it was about like the switching of the hats um between like master and slave um so that was like it was supposed to be the day where like the slaves become the masters and like that would happen every year and I think like debts were cleared and that kind of thing and there's supposed Uh. to be like a Saturnalia kind of jester king who like leads um the sort of proceedings or whatever um was that well no, it was our yeah. friend Zach, actually. Ah, I see. Um yeah. they do like dungeon master sort of stuff, like Dungeons and Dragons. So it's like ah, you're like the so perfect the person yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for this job. Um yeah, and like what better slave than like a minion? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to have another one. I would be keen for another effigy burning. I'll make sure I'm around next time. You yeah. need to find like a, another icon for the time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, minions are just done. Can't do it anymore. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I think this, it kind of, funnily enough, links into when I was Mm. thinking about you and recording this show, I was like, the thing that kept on popping into my mind was kind of like your life in the creative context. Because to me, you're someone, you know, I'm someone with like a very analytical mind, but you're always like creating something or working on something interesting, whether it's like the minion or the Mm. jewels or your flower collection and Mm. that kind of stuff. And I was like, how... Where do you feel like that comes from? Like, do you feel like you had a pretty creative upbringing or were always very crafty or? Yeah, I think I was very artistic as a child. Um, And then in grade 10 for my GCSEs, I got a B and then I was like, 
I'm never going to do this again. And like, then I was like, I'm going to do med and I'm going to do commerce. And like, that's what I'm going to do for my life. Cause obviously this isn't my talent. And yeah, that really sucked. Um, but like all through that time, like I was still just making really weird shit. Like I was looking on my Facebook photos the other day and I literally made a bag out of a coconut, <laughs> like a hinged bag. <laughs> it's like, why? Um, yeah. And I think like my dad's an engineer, um, and he loves sailing so like i just spent heaps of time like helping him fix up bits for the boat um love power tools always wanted to be the one drilling into the wall so yeah that's just fun and i think now we have like a garage it's like this is the most space i've ever had in my life to actually like do stuff do stuff yeah um and it's just been so fun <laughs> yeah and actually like have like a place to store things as well like yeah, living in an apartment in Hong Kong with, like, four people in the family and, like, 1,500 square feet is, like, can't do anything without making it worse for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so is this kind of, like, your first time having a studio in the mm. sense of, like, the garage? Yeah, and, like, a garden. Like, even the house is huge. It's, like, so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cute. And so with your upbringing, like, did you grow – were you in Hong Kong all the way up until you graduated um Uni. yeah oh, I, I, graduated no, no, I graduated yeah. secondary school yeah and then because we have 13 years of high school and the school year 13 starts, years of high school I mean not high school sorry oh, schooling. School, yeah. oh my god high school. <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh I'm 50 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um yeah and then yeah different like term times and stuff so I moved over when I was 19 to Melbourne and then yeah. Artinam and you've always been there been since like yeah yeah I think I'd be interested in going to Sydney just because it kind of feels a bit more like Hong Kong. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, Just like more energy, just like bigger. um, And like, you just kind of feel more like a cog in the wheel, which is really nice. Like, I love that. I have to say, like, I went to Hong Kong when I was about 19, 20 for a little trip there. And it was really, really interesting. But I felt like... I didn't really like it that much in yeah. the sense I feel like maybe it would be good to come with a local because I was like, I felt like I didn't have enough money and it felt like very yeah. consu- very much like a culture that was consumed with like material, yeah. everything was inside and cash was the currency. Like what what could you do besides shop or like go to a park that like yeah. an amusement park that cost money? Like It's actually true. And I feel like I like, yeah, I feel that today. I'm like, oh, what can I do today? It's like, oh, I have no money. It's like, oh, what can I do? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And it's like super materialistic. And I think I spent a lot of time, um, you know, especially after commerce, like kind of realizing like how tox that kind of mindset is and like how damaging it is to your mental health and that kind of thing. Um, so I feel a lot more aware of it when I go back and kind of also means that I don't really feel like I would move back or like just not at this point in my life like yeah um I think things are changing like there's more like young creatives um sort of just like going out and doing stuff like the Hong Kong community radio kind of people and like all of that but yeah I think like rent is like three times higher for like way less ah I see yeah you know so you can't really yeah just fuck around like yeah (laughs) yeah. so you're pretty settled here for the moment do you see yourself moving overseas anytime or like you know this is just a place for you um I think I just want to like do my jewelry stuff and see where that goes and then you know if it goes well then maybe I would have more freedom or if it doesn't go well I would also have more freedom to like go elsewhere Um, yeah I'd like to go back to London that would be really nice um 
yeah, I lived there for a bit. Would like to live there again. I just, I just love big cities. Mm, yeah, like yeah. I just like feel really at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting, mm. interesting. I feel like that's very much a classic like urban person growing up mm. thing. Because yeah, Melbourne is Melbourne is very very small compared mm. to Hong Kong. I feel, but it's interesting. I yeah, I feel very much the same in like the attraction to big cities. I feel like ideologically it's so much more open because mm. I'm from the I'm from like a regional area, but mm. it's just like there's so much more freedom and opportunity and interest yeah. and like mystique yeah. in the air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it like. You know, better like grass is always greener on the other side as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do fantasize about like escaping to the country. Yeah, but, you, know, you can't really be a hot gay guy in the country. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you want to come with me when I start my like, um, global warming bunker? And, oh like, start, yeah. Like, a cult. Yeah, like a fashion like. Fempos cult. <laughs> <laughs> Fempos fashion underground yeah. anti-fascist yeah. cult. Yeah, yeah. I'd be keen. Let yeah. me know. Tasmania, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Land prices are like cheaper than New Zealand because New Zealand's already being bought up by billionaires. Yeah, I was gonna say. I see that billionaire bunkers are popping off over there. Yeah. It's really like an issue. Yeah. So many people have bought like getaways there. Like Peter Thiel, like the guy who started PayPal. I think mm, like bought yeah. a place there. He's like so funny. Um, he gets like blood transfusions from like young people's blood because he thinks it like when you're that rich you can just do anything. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do think about that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Many interesting people in this world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I guess so. Moving forward for the rest of this year, I guess mm. we so we have Melbourne Fashion Fe- Melbourne Fashion Week coming yep. up, which isn't Melbourne Fashion Festival. Um, yeah, that was so confusing. Yeah, I, I don't even understand. know until I started jewelry that it was different. Yeah, I think it's just, like, both driven by commercial interests, so pretty much all the time. Yeah. But um, do you have anything cool coming up that you're working with for Melbourne Fashion Fashion Week? Um, um, yeah. The independent Darkside runway, I'll be – there'll be some jewels in that, which is really cool. Cool. Um, Hair jewels? Exciting. Um, the chainmail. Ah, uh, yeah. And um, I guess some of the old pearl pieces, but thankfully they're already made, so I just don't need to do anything for that. Mm. And then I've been working back on the chainmail elastic stuff that I started years ago. Um, and yeah, like the idea just like had promise, but I just like couldn't figure out the class for like literally a year. And like I just figured it out the other day, and it was literally like the simplest. The simplest is best, of course. Um, yeah, and then they like liked it, which is really cool. So that's gonna be on there as cool. well. Cool. Yeah. Do you feel like you would ever do like a little course or like an internship with a jeweler or something to get some of those softer skills up? Yeah. Um I did like a short internship with Kathy from New and Jewelry. Um yeah. like we just sort of like met at a cafe and it was like super random. Kathy at the cafe. Yeah, yeah. And then um she was just like, Oh, do you want to intern for me? I'm like, Yeah, cool. And then she taught me soldering and she was like super patient, like best teacher um but yeah I was considering maybe I'm just like trying to decide like what is best like I know that TAFE has really good very well respected jewelry courses Mm. um and they're always booked out like yeah there's a waiting list for it um and I think also in terms of you know like in terms of um like where I want to be pushing the brand and also like how much I can earn from it I'm like oh like maybe I should do gem setting because it is a very technical yeah um, very precise kind of thing that you really need training to Mm. do otherwise you're kind of like wasting it um 
Or maybe like industrial design, I think would be really good because I just kind of like working with different materials and like learning about different like construction methods and like that kind of thing. And yeah, I guess that's like more potential to explore different options um, and not necessarily make something that's like in the luxury jewelry price range bracket, which I don't really think is like the market that I'm like kind of targeting with yeah. like my vibe as well. So definitely, it's like, I think it's been working against me, like working with like luxury jewels like pearls and stuff um yeah but i'm in no rush i'm like purely vibing (laughs) right now yeah yeah um but yeah yeah it would be good to like just learn more about materials i think as well cool yeah because i just like spend heaps of time on google like learning about all of this stuff and it'll be like so much easier if it was just in a package yeah (laughs) yeah yeah interesting it's so interesting to hear that you um feel like you're I guess with pay especially that was Mm. kind of like uptaken by the luxury market whether Mm. or not that was on purpose because I I the first time I met you at era I was like I didn't really know what you were going to be like because I had seen pay and like you know the branding's so strong it's so luxurious it's stocked at like shifting (laughs) worlds you know and you came in and you're like what's that like I just like always looking so dirty and like oh my god I smelled my jumper the other day and it smells like hot garbage and fire and I was like (laughs) what am I doing (laughs) no I think well I guess what I'm trying to get at is like in the sense like you had a you had a concept but maybe that was a bit disparate to how the perception was which is cool and it worked in your favor because people were like people still continue to be obsessed (laughs) with what KE was making yeah Um, yeah yeah I'm really happy that it resonated with people so much um I think it goes back to like how big mermaids were for all of us. Yeah. yeah I really get that a lot about my jewelry. Um, and like, especially like in Australia, like coastal, like thinking a lot about like water and like what, like the organic sort of like forms around water. So it's like, that was like really pleasing. But I think also it's just like, it doesn't feel genuine to me. Like, yeah, as you said, like, it's not, I'm not a little like, in person I'm not like a luxury vibe (laughs) I'm like I'm something else yeah yeah a bit different yeah true well I guess like kind of what I'm getting from you in the sense of like that and then evolving into working with hair and then working with concrete is like you're kind of operating like intersection of industrial and organic form Mm, like with the the resin and the hair working together or like the concrete on the body like it's and it's an interesting vibe yeah I think a lot of it comes from like yeah just being in Hong Kong, like, it's just so much construction all mm. the time. Like, buildings go up within a matter of months. And, yeah, especially with my dad, like, always just, like, going with him to, like, different construction sites. So, like, yeah, I've always just been interested in, like, just industrial kind of aesthetics. And, like, and also just, like, the fact that, like, the city is so dirty. Like, especially, yeah. like, when I was growing up, there was, like, a huge problem with, like, people just spitting in the streets and, like, there was a huge, like, government campaign. Yeah, like, there's still spit people. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And, like, some parts just smell. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, like, Western in the city, like, just smells like dried fish. So I'm, like, really, like, attracted, I think, to just kind of, like, I don't know, just, like, jamming a bunch of shit together and, like, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like hopefully like one of them is like a good idea that looks aesthetic as well. Yeah. And just like playing with that. True. Well, clearly something's working. But do yeah. you feel like you have any other inspirations that are like driving your work at the moment? 
plants. I love plants, my yeah. plants. All of the orchids are in bloom at the moment. Yeah, They're I have so to come and nice. see. Your garden is like yeah. probably the best share house garden I've ever oh my God. seen in my life. Yeah, it's oh. been a labor of love. Um, yeah, we all love plants. It's been very nice to live with creative people. Um, and yeah, they're just like kind of down for anything. Um, and yeah, one of my favorite orchids has just opened its flowers. I really want to get it 3D scanned actually. Um, and cool. yeah, yeah, just like the forms are like so crazy and it would be so nice to like play with them digitally or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's like so much weird stuff going on with like orchid flowers because they're like so specific to their like pollinators. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think it's like, I've been really into, do you know Hugo Create? No. Um, they're a jewelry designer in Paris, I think. Um, and they work a lot with like flower forms and like melted potato, melting potato. Melting, like a literal melted potato. Oh, on Instagram. Or? Yeah. No, oh, melting, like oh, they, yeah, his Instagram yeah, is melting potato. Sort of, like, yeah, I'll have to look. Forms yeah. And like, um, you know, hints of floral aspects, but like kind of like fucked up in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So just like, that is definitely a big part and just like also just thinking about like how flowers like hang on the thing and they have like different like counterbalances and like yeah I I think I also like really love thinking about just like the very sort of uh basic physics of like objects as well so like you know for some reason I just like remember heaps of like elementary physics and stuff and it's just like you know, like moments around like a balancing point. And it's like, if I have this amount of weight here, like what kind of form do I need over here to make sure that it kind of evens out and like will hang in a way that I want it to. And like that kind uh, of stuff. I see, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I just find that really interesting to think about. And it often informs like what I'm doing. Yeah. Cool. It's, yeah, I feel like you have such a different approach to like making Thank as you. opposed to other people. It's <laughs> yeah. very, like, I don't know, it's almost like chemical, physical, like. Yeah. yeah. Love science. Yeah. Um, did chemistry for a long time. Yeah. Chemistry has been like a big thing. I was like working on these domes before. I don't know if you saw them. Um, probably not. But I was like obsessed with Buckminster Fuller and um, yeah, just a weird guy like from America in the 60s, just an inventor, um, came up with so many ideas and like one of his um, like biggest ideas was um, the geodesic dome. Ah, uh, um, yeah, I've heard yeah. of the geodesic dome. Yeah, yeah, so it's like so structurally sound, um, you can make it out of way less materials and like with, yeah, like way less um, expenses than, you know, other buildings. Um, yeah, and then, just like, yeah, so I ended up like trying to like make geodesic domes out of like pearls and like string them into balls. And then like that led me on to like, I found this blog from um, these researchers at the National Taiwanese University, um, chemistry professors who bead molecules. Um, yeah, just like random stuff that I'm yeah. interested in. You just dive real deep and then something will come up. Like the hair stuff, like I found out, um, Victorians were like big into making jewelry from like dead people's hair. Um, it's like because they're like super romantic and like mm, really into see. like mourning yeah. for people because mourning was trendy because of like Queen Victoria and Albert. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's like the amount of like artistry and like the techniques that they created were like pretty cool, very cuspy, like on the cusp of being like weird or 
cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we clearly have a love for the weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, I really hope that everything sounds okay on this recording because yeah, the, I hope so. yeah. Well, the neighbor has been rowing his lawn for the past half hour, and what I don't a know. Hardworking guy. Yeah, he's chosen the wrong time to work. Hard. Yeah, this is the last time I've ever, so the first time I've ever had him mow the lawn, but that's okay. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah, well, I guess upcoming for the rest of the year, are there any works from artists or designers or anything that you feel like you're excited to see or exciting events that you're looking forward to? More sussing? Schaefer. More Schaefer, yeah. yeah. Is um, there a new collection on the way? Um, well, we have the shoe coming out and we actually like ended up thinking up heaps of ideas for like different types of shoes. And we actually like wanted to get some made, but then we found out that it takes like 900 bucks to make like a prototype. A sample, yeah, like, it is expensive, kind of yeah. Um. But we're trying to think of like how to do it in like a DIY way, which like looks good. Well, I um, don't know if you're um, looking for something that would look good on a render, but I know yeah. that when I was working for Kahi, um, we used to get th- stuff 3D printed. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is pretty low cost, I think, because you just send them the render and then they can create it from there, which is a good yeah, way that you can sweet. like conceptualize your idea. Yeah. 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 And just like play with the forms because there's like a lot more like thinking about physics than goes into like making shoes. Like, you know, like if you're making a curved heel, like that will change like the center of gravity mm. and like you need to figure out how to like not make people break their ankles but like in that as well like um i think there's like yeah i think we're like pretty we want to do like a shoe show um and just like maybe like an anti-fashion fashion week kind of thing not this yeah. one because it's too soon but like really interested in how um shoes affect your gait and like how you move with your body like my great grandma had bound feet um so it's like always been quite interesting to me um yeah wow yeah yeah you should get her over here get her on the runway she's dead (laughs) (laughs) she lived to 104 which is whoa yeah yeah. um yeah very long time to live (laughs) yeah um and then outside of that i really wanted to make a light actually Mm. um but electricity has always been really hard for me to understand conceptually so i'm gonna have to get some help with that um but yeah i think like figuring out casting and like doing resin has like kind of opened a new door for me so Mm. i'm like really excited to just like work with that oh yeah the hair stuff what else did i want to do i kind of wanted to make a cloak a cloak yeah Yeah, out of i mean just like fabric and like yeah. rhinestones oh uh, like, yeah some drama yeah i'm obsessed with like ring wraiths from lord of the rings like the nazgul which are like <laughs> the kind of like ghosts the seven kings who were like originally serving sauron i think it's just like such a cool aesthetic <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like so spooky i love yeah. it yeah um but we'll see it might be a bit too cosby um yeah just do it add it to the yeah. basket of projects yeah i mean like it's also i guess one of the good things about like just like operating a brand um like in the social media age is that like the market is a lot more custom to just like like capsule collections and just mm. like random drops and it's like and like limited numbers as well like i think they appreciate that definitely um, i feel like almost even more people like yeah. limited numbers because for me if i can get something that um no one else will have yeah. i want it about yeah exactly oh my yeah. god just like that collecting in the culture of individualism yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like oh everyone's so individual <laughs> yeah um yeah so many things very excited well we'll see what i actually get done there um 
That's another question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure there's a lot of exciting stuff. But yeah, I'm. It's so good to chat. I feel yeah, like we've covered all the bases. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much for for coming and speaking with me. Yeah, Yeah, this has been so lovely. Such a good way to wake up in the morning. I usually don't wake up before 12, so I'm like, this has been good. I'm going to seize the day. Yeah, Yeah, no, I feel like the brain is always a bit more alert in the morning as well, which is why it's good to like me to start the day on a positive note. Yeah, it is so true. Yeah. (laughs) 